Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerson Community Coil of Summerson, Philadelphia. Continuing with Evan Shlema. We're the second to last paragraph now of Perakid Aleph, which is the last paragraph of the Sefer, which means, in a certain sense, the second to last paragraph of the entire work of Evan Shlema, which, on the one hand, is a very uh, powerful moment right now for us. But on the other hand, we have to remember that there's the second half of Perakid that we never did. So it's not, it's, uh, not as if we are two paragraphs away from us here in our Madis Chabura in Somerton, Philadelphia, finishing the entire Sefer. But we're pretty close, even with the second half of Perakid notwithstanding. We've uh, spent a lot of time and a long time going through Evan Shlema, different times, different installments here and there. And the second to last paragraph, okay, towards the end of Perakid Aleph, the Perakid again that talks about Geula, the future eventual redemption of the Jews, may it happen speedily and soon in our days, may we all be zeichet to see it. And says the guy like this, Yud. All matters and everything that is relevant to the month of Tishrei is an illusion and an insight into what's going to happen at the end of days, the end of times. So Chaydash Tishrei is being used here as a frame of reference. The month of Tishrei. The month of Tishrei says the guy gives us insight and clues into the program that we're going to be all experiencing when Mashiach comes at the end of days and the end of times and what that program is going to look like. The sequence of events and the, the, the themes of the month of Tishrei gives us that insight. Now Tishrei, let's just take a step sideways. It's very interesting that the gun is using Tishrei as this frame of reference we do know that Tishrei is the most packed month of the entire Jewish year, right? Tons of things going on in Tishrei. What happens in Tishrei? That's right. Just to mention a few, right? Tishrei is chock full of, of, of Yom Tovim, chock full of holidays, chock full of mitzvahs, chock full of nuts. No, because we don't have nuts on, on, on Rosh Hashanah, but chock full of a lot of things. It's called the Yerecha Isonim, the month of giants. One of the reasons it's called the month of giants is because it's gigantic in mitzvahs, gigantic in Yom Tovim, like... Half of the festivals of the year are they're crammed into one month. So, and and Yosef Aryeh's yard site we forgot to mention. The second day of of something, but it's there. The second day of something, but it's definitely there in Tishrei. And and Tishrei is packed. It's packed, packed with lots and lots of things. So says the going, says the going, that the Yom Tovim, everything that's packed into Tishrei is really giving us an insight into the program that we're going to be experiencing, the program, what things are going to look like when Mashiach comes. If we know how to decipher the events that are going on in Tishrei, the Yom Tovim, we can use that as a, an insight into what's going to be on the menu and the order, the order of that menu, the order of that program when Mashiach comes. He's going to go through them one by one now, and he's not going to mention, I don't believe Yosef Arya Zayda's yard says is going to be on the list over here. With all due respect to Mechila. But let's see what he does do. Let's see what he does. Let's see. Says the, says the guy. He. Mitchiluhu Yayim Adin Let's go through, first through the order of events that happen in every month, in every year when the month of Tishrei rolls around. First we have Rosh Hashanah. What's Rosh Hashanah's Yayim Adin? Judgment Day. After judgment on Rosh Hashanah, we have forgiveness, forgiveness on Yom Kippur. 
10 days later. So we go from judgment to forgiveness. Then we have sukkahs. And Hashemini Yatzeres Vesim Chazan. We have sukkahs. Shemini Yatzeres. No, we list those separately as Pinchas Yankov did. Gemara says in six areas, Shemini Yatzeres is regarded as a separate Yamtiv. So we have sukkahs, we have Shemini Yatzeres Vesim Chazan, and their celebrations, their happiness. So we're going from what? From Din to Slicha to Simcha. Right? We have judgment, we have forgiveness, and then we have celebration. So we have four Yamim Taivim that the guy just mentioned, Roshana, Yom Kippur, Sukkah, Yatzeres, and he gave us the basic idea that, that wends its way through those Yamim Taivim. V'chein la'asad lavai, says the guy is going to be the same thing in future times and in future days. Again, may they come speedily in our times. May, may, may we be all zeicha to see them. Says the guy, there's going to be Rosh Hashanah, there's going to be Yom Kippur, there's going to be a Sukkah, and there's going to be a Simchas Torah when the Redemption arrives when Mashiach comes in the end of days. Let's see. There's first going to be a great, awesome, and fearsome day of judgments. As we say, right? We're prophesied that Eliyahu Navi is going to come as a last minute wake up call to Kla Yisrael. The Pasuk says in the end of Malachi, Before the arrival of the great, awesome, fearsome day of God, that's the judgment day. There's going to be a great judgment day. In the end of days, when Mashiach comes, Hashem reveals Himself to the world. The world is going to be judged. Humanity is going to be judged. We are going to be judged. Okay, we can begin with Yom Hadin. Then we have another prophecy in Yecheskel telling us that Hashem will sprinkle holy water upon us. Hashem is going to be metarik Yisrael. Hashem is going to purge us and cleanse us and rid us from Tumah. That is ki eslach la'asher ashir. Says the Rebbein Shalom, I shall forgive those who will be left behind. I think there's going to be judgment. And after the judgment, after we pass the judgment, with Hashem's help, so we will be cleansed and purified the same way that what? On Rosh Hashanah there's a judgment. And Yom Kippur, Rebbein Shalom says, Salachti Kitvarecha. We're pardoned. We're forgiven. V'achakach b'sukos chupay sheva ki yadua. Sukkos time. What's the parallel, the equivalent of sukkos in Mashiach times? The seven canopies, as it's known. What does the guy mean as, as it's well known? This is a Kabbalistic mystical idea. Okay, so the seven canopies going on when Mashiach comes. Ukamaisha Kosov, like the Pasuk says, that's a, a Pasuk actually, a Gemara in Sukkah says, Pasuk is talking about the end of days, Mashiach times, that the Sukkah, the canopy, will be for protection. It'll be seven canopies of, this means is um, a, 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 a uh, very sim- simplified, maybe uh, approachable uh, uh, idea over here for us, for us to kind of um, just use as a placeholder without getting into the mysticism and the Kabbalah. Um, seven chuppas means, seven canopies means seven circles of different levels of tzaddikim, different, different levels of, of Eden. They will have different levels of um, elevation and promotion when, when Mashiach arrives. So that's the seven days of Sukkot. They find their parallel in seven canopies and seven different circles. That's why in Sukkot we have the seven Ushpizen. A lot of all the things in Sukkot come in sevens. There's seven different like, levels of tzaddikim, yeah. Seven canopies, seven different zones, seven seating areas. Depends on how righteous a person is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zman okay. Zman Simcha Seinu, Zarim, Vam du zarim uru u v'im du zarim uru u tsayinachem. 
um, and there will still be foreigners about, and they will tend to your affairs. Literally, they will, they will, they will uh, graze your sheep. It means foreigners. It means non-Jews, and, and those who don't quite make it as Jews will still be around during that time. That's the Sukkot time with the different levels, different canopies to take care of our affairs. The final stage of Geula, Shmini Yatzeres, Shiichlu Hakoyfrem Ve'eloike Emes. Those who deny the truth, those who deny Hashem, those who deny the Eloike Emes, and who stubbornly, stubbornly till the very end, are still in the state of denial, will dissipate. Kolorisha Kula Ke'oshan Tichle, this will be the time, Shmini Yatzeres, final stage of Geula, for the Koyfrem those who are diametrically opposed to God and the truth of God and all that is godly and truthful will be done away with. And what are we left with? The Simcha will remain with Kla Yisrael, exclusively Kla Yisrael. And that finds its parallel in Shemini because what Shemini is, we know Shemini the Gemara tells us, is a Su'uda Katana, is a, is a small, intimate, private meal, just us and God, the seven days of Sukkot, all the Gaim are there. All the non-Jews and those who don't make it, don't, 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 don't meet the definition of Jews, they're there for the seven days. That's why during Sukkot we bring a total of 70 cows that parallels the 70 nations and, and um, nations are there as well. And Shemini Yatzeres, we have to be left behind. Is, is, the Karbanas that are brought in Shemini are quite modest and quite quite um, uh, small and limited in number compared to the carbonus that we bring during the seven days of Sukkot. Uh, Chazal tell us, it's the Surah Katana, Hashem tells the Yidin, all the non-Jews have left, everyone's left, I want to just celebrate just together with you, an intimate, small meal, just together with my beloved treasured nation, so it's Klaes was left behind. That Shemini Yatzeres in the final stage of Gula is just Klaes was left behind. And up until that point in time, we still have non-Jews around, we still have people that that um, don't meet the definition of what it means to be Jewish around. Then, by the time we come to Shemini Yatzeres, they're no longer on the scene. It's just Klaes on the Rebbein Shalaylam. Atzeres Tia Lochem. The guy is identifying, identifying that in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, by Shemini Yatzeres, it's Atzeres for you. For you, meaning only for you, only for Klaes. Shabbos. At that point, we're going to have the three Shabbos meals. He's not referring to our Shabbos, the seventh day of the week. Referring to getting ready for the ultimate Shabbos, the um, the uh, get, getting ready for for the eternal Shabbos. That's Yom Shakula Shabbos and Menucha We're not quite there yet. That's Olam Haba. But getting ready for Olam Haba, the final stage of of Mashiach times and the Geula times, is to get ready for Olam Haba. And we eat those three meals, the three Shabbos meals. What are those three meals? Hainu Suudas Behemois Hare Elef. The, the the meal of the behemos bar elof the one pasuk describes the um, uh, suit of behemos the suit of leviyasan the meal of the leviyasan the yain hamishumer we go from behemos to the leviyasan from flesh to fish to wine yain hamishumer the wine that has been held waiting for tzaddikim okay that's the end it clearly is a heavy dose of kabbalah there at the end these three meals of shabbos and the 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 behema meal, the leviosa meal, the wine meal. And that wraps up paragraph Yud in, in Simon Yud Al. The guy is going to return to those concepts a little bit. The Yain Hamashumer 
and the Leviosa and what that means. We're not going to get into that right now. That is definitely a mystical concept that the guy's throwing at the end. But let's, let's um, for our purposes, let's just try to get a, uh, a, a, a more of a, um, not just a, more than just a surface level approach, but an but uh, approach that we can appreciate in terms of the sequence of events that the gun is identifying for us that are going to happen when Mashiach comes and where they where it finds its source and origins. So the guy told us there's going to be four stages of redemption in future times. And that parallels the four um, stages, the four levels of Yamtav that we have in Tishrei. Some of these we have to ask a bit of a question on. It's clear that the fourth and final level, that's when the the, the the Gaim are banished, those who deny Akash Baruch Hu are, are banished. I'm sorry, not, not the Gaim, not necessarily the Gaim, but those who deny. Those who deny, he said, a cry from Be'elah Emes. Those who deny the um, the truth, those who deny the Rebbein Shalom are banished. Um, when we get to Shemini Yatzeres. The Gaim did not say, just to work backwards over here, you know, the fourth and final stages, we have Klai Yisrael and Hashem, that Shemini Yatzeres. And how do we make sure it's Klai Yisrael and Hashem? By, by banishing those who deny the Rebbein Shalom. It is implicit in the Vilna Goyen that we're not banishing all the non-Jews entirely and categorically. We're not throwing out anyone that's not Jewish. We're throwing out anyone that's, that, that denies Hashem's existence and Hashem denies the validity of Hashem, denies the validity of the entire system of Hashem's Torah. And that's what results in the Shemini Aserah stage. But it does sound like Goyim that accept the Torah, Goyim that accept the truth, they could be there. So then how does that, in, in fact, parallel Shemini Yatzeres? Shemini Yatzeres, we're told, is only Klai Yisrael. How the final stage of Gula really parallel Shemini Yatzeres if all we're doing is getting rid of those who deny the truth, but it sounds like non-Jews who embrace the truth could still be there. We'll have to get back to that soon. But working backwards, the final stage is Shemini Yatzeres, just Hashem and Klai Yisrael. Um, these, the guy who, I, who accept Hashem notwithstanding. Then the stage before that, stage number three, is Sukkot with the seven Chubbas. We're arranging everyone into the seven different rings, seven canopies. Stage before that is going to be Yom Kippur, is forgiveness, cleansing, purification. And the first step is going to be judgment, the great judgment day, great day of judgment. And that's what we find in Tishrei also. We have Rishana judgment, Yom Kippur, forgiveness. Sukkot is celebration. And Shemini Atzeres is... is, um, an intimate meeting, the closing of the celebration, the pinnacle of the celebration, where we have a meeting, a convocation just between Klai Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the first question is, is this just like a um, convenient way of finding allusions and references for all the four stages of Geula that are going to happen, the eventual Geula, just like a, like a convenient mnemonic, or is it something deeper than that? So, we're trained already, in terms of Talmudics, to always look for the deeper connection. There's always a deeper connection. Very few things, if, if, if there's anything in, in Judaism, which is just like a passing, um, you know, superficial, incidental relationship. If the guy is telling us that we see in Tishrei allusions and hints and references to the four stages of the eventual Geula, that means there has to be something intrinsic, some kind of intrinsic connection between the events of Tishrei, the Yamam Taivim of Tishrei, the four stages that the holidays of Tishrei follow, and the four stages of the eventual Geula. There's got to be some kind of deeper, more intrinsic connection. That's Aleph. So the basis, we can turn around and say, aha, you know, Taka, like we noted in the beginning, as we noted in the beginning, um, 
Tishrei is kind of jam-packed. Tons and tons and tons of things going on in Tishrei, right? This is a very, very, very busy month. And Haloi Davarhu, it's, it's unusual and interesting that the Yubayim indeed crammed so much into Tishrei. And this guy is actually giving us a very new and fresh insight, perhaps, into why there's so much going on in Tishrei, because Tishrei is some kind of month that's the window of insight and the frame of reference into the future Geula. In other words, for some reason, somehow, for some why, there's going to be one month during the year where we have the, the clues and the, the, the um, basic bullet points through the holidays and the events of that month as to what the program is going to look like when Mashiach comes. It's got to be one month like that, and that ended up becoming Tishrei Taka. You know, now we understand maybe why Tishrei is so jam-packed. Like, you know, every time we come to Tishrei, we find ourselves asking, you know, do, do we need to have so much in one month, like to have Yom Kippur, Sukkot, back-to-back, Yom Kippur, Shemini Yatzeres, Simchas, Teiro. You know, there's a lot of months, Cheshun doesn't have much going on. You know, there's... Uh, so much that all you got is one fast day. Let's kind of spread the wealth around. Why do you have to have so much packed and, and concentrated in one month? The Gain is definitely giving us a fresh insight in, into that. The Gain is telling us that the events of Tishrei parallel the, the events in the program of the Geula Ha'asida. And there is some reason they all have to be together in one month. So why is that? Let's maybe use that as the next step in developing the ideas over here. Why indeed... Does there have to be one month that's going to show us everything that's going to happen in the future and eventual Geula? But why do we have to jam? Why do we have to pack so much into one month? And the answer is really the other way around. What's special about this one month that we find all the Yom Tov in that month? In other words, there must be something special about this month that hooks Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot Shemini says into one month. Something special about this month that hooks everything in. And something special about this month that makes this month parallel and be the readout and the layout and the bullet point template for the eventual Gula. What's so special about this month? The answer is, Tishrei, at least according to one opinion in the Gemara, Tishrei is the kickoff month of the beginning of time, the beginning of creation, the beginning of the universe. That's Tishrei. According to Reb Lezer in Masechus Hashanah, go to Bishu disagrees and says that it's Nisan, but even according to Bishu that it's Nisan, Tishrei is the kickoff month of, of um, the Jewish history and world events. He still agrees to that. But certainly according to Reb Lezer, Tishrei is the kickoff month. Tishrei is... Tishrei is the beginning of time, the beginning of creation, the beginning of the universe, and therefore the beginning of Hashem's plan for the universe. And when Hashem creates the universe, we know Hashem is creating it as what? Just to, to quickly throw out some very basic ideas in the Rosh Hashanah ideas. Hashem creates the universe. Hashem creates the universe to be a melech to that universe, to be a ruler for that universe. Hashem didn't create the universe so people could go and have a good time. Hashem's not getting anything out of that. And, you know, these people wouldn't know the difference, wouldn't, be, wouldn't know any better if they were never created, right? We wouldn't know what we were missing if we were never created. Oh, Pashtus, right? It's a pretty straightforward idea, philosophical, uh, um, I think, um, Jewism over here. If we never would have been created, we wouldn't really know what we were missing. Probably. And... 
Hashem is creating a world, nevertheless, to relate to a world as a king to a kingdom, as a ruler to his subjects, as a melech to an am. A nation. To his nation. A king to his nation, a melech to his nation. And Tishrei is the kickoff of all this. Tishrei is the beginning of time, but it's also the inaugural month for Hashem as a king. The inaugural month. Hence, every year when Tishrei rolls around again, we have once again this idea, this this, um, vibe, and this relationship comes our way yet again of Hashem being a melech to an am, a ruler to his subjects, a king to his kingdom. We know that time is circular. Everybody knows this. Time is not really circular as much as it's spiral. We cycle through the calendar. We spiral around in time. We go through every year the zone of Pesach again. And Pesach time. Shavuos, we're in Shavuos time. Hanukkah is coming up. We're in Hanukkah time. When we go through Rosh Hashanah, we're back in Rosh Hashanah time again, Tishrei time. And Tishrei time is about Hashem being the ruler, Hashem being clear and apparent as the ultimate king who created a world to be the king to that world, to that universe. Amazing. That means when we come to Tishrei again, the world experiences the overwhelming revelation of Hashem being the ultimate supreme leader, the ultimate supreme ruler, and that everything is here really for the revelation of Hashem's oneness and Hashem's majesty. And we as subjects are here to reveal Hashem's majesty. We as subjects are here to reveal Hashem's oneness to the world. That's what we're here for. And Hashem created the world to be revealed within His world. We'd say over and over again so many lines like this in the Rosh Hashanah davening, the Yom Kippur davening. Hashem, reveal yourself to the world. Let everyone proclaim that you're king over the entire world. This comes in Tishrei time. Because Tishrei, we go back to the beginning of time again, to the beginning of, of creation. And the beginning of creation is all about the fact that Hashem has created creation to be revealed as the king within his creation. And this is why so much is concentrated in Tishrei. Because we've come... Full circle, we're back to the beginning, and then we're back to the reason behind creation. The reason behind creation is for Hashem to ultimately be revealed in an ultimate sense to His creation. And that's what Geul is all about. That's what Mashiach is all about. As we've said again and again and again throughout Parakid Aleph, Mashiach is not just about freeing us, releasing us, throwing our enemies into the Mediterranean Sea, the enemies of the Yidden. No, that's not what Geul is. Geul is not just an end to suffering, an end to violence, an end to people that are wantonly and needlessly killing whales. That's not what Geul is about. That's not what Mashiach is there for. Mashiach and Geul are there to bring the world full circle, to bring the world back to its completion, back to its goal, which is the revelation of all matters godly and allowing the world to be exclusively and solely a vehicle for the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what the world is created for. And that's what Tishrei is all about. From Mishashana to Yom Kippur to Sukkot to Shemini Atzeres is going stage by stage by stage. All these Yom Tevim are there building us up in stages in, in a microcosmic way every year of what this world is created for, what this world is all about. It's re- revealing God. When God is revealed to the world, that first comes with judgment, 
then that's followed with 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 forgiveness and pardoning that's Yom Kippur then that's fo- followed by celebration in different stages and different circles and different circuits and canopies and then it's followed by the highest level of celebration and that's that holy convocation the holy meeting place between Hashem's favorites Hashem's personal um, loyal troopers that's us and Hashem himself all that gets thrown into Tishrei because Tishrei is the kickoff yet again of what the world is here for, what the world is all about. We come back into Tishrei, we come back to the beginning of dawn, the beginning of time, beginning of creation. We have to, once again, have that re-infused and re-injected into the world. Okay, so far so good? That's why we encounter so many Yom Tavim in Tishrei. And these four stages are, are within Tishrei is that microcosm of, once again, of starting off the world again, spiraling upward and upward and upward year after year after year century after century millennia after millennia getting closer to the world fulfilling its destiny so this is why we have so many yom tovim packed into tishrei because tishrei is that rekindling and 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 reigniting what this world is all about the fullest ultimate re- revelation of akash baruch Hu in all areas possible and that when that happens when we have the ultimate re- revelation of hashem again that comes in stages it comes in all these stages says the guy and that's why in the yom tov tishrei the holidays of tishrei that's why we find that's why you find reference points for every single stage of the ultimate gula, because the seeds of the ultimate gula are there in Tishrei. The Shairashim, the bullet points of, of the ultimate gula, are indeed in Tishrei, because the ultimate gula is just the Tishrei concepts being actualized. Tishrei is there, like in the potential, because we're starting off the world against all the potential of what the world is here for, for judgment and for forgiveness, for pardoning, and stage after stage step after step of all that what 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 uh, everything the world's created for is is there in a concentrated elemental shoirish form in tishrei and the ultimate gula the eventual gula is all that just being expanded and being actualized and brought out from from the potential to the actual okay so that's very gishmaka very very strong and solid insight and so many areas all at the same time hey we understand very clearly now why so many Yom Tavim are packed into Tishrei? Because Tishrei is the kickoff once again. We're beginning the world again. When we begin the world again, we we have to begin with a recycling and a reinvigoration, a reinfusing into the world of the world's purpose, which is the revelation of Hashem, which comes with these four stages. And the eventual Geula will be all that actualized and brought out in a uh, from the potential to the concrete form. And the ultimate Geula is really just Tishrei on, on the ultimate level. We've, we've come, we've arrived at that point and at that place of, of, um, excuse me. Hoifa Badar Goinu Zecha Kol Yoshvei Sevel Artsecha Hashem will be revealed to all mankind in the fullest sense, in the ultimate sense, without everything in the way. And that revelation does come. And Hashem reveals Himself. It comes with all these things. It comes with judgment, it comes with forgiveness and pardoning, it comes with simple celebration comes with an intimate relationship with that with uh, we ourselves okay we'll stop over here there's a few threads and bits and pieces still from Peric from Simon Yud that we have to put together it'll be tomorrow meantime everyone should have a wonderful today